tell you who's doing sneakers the best in the game right now. That's New Balance. The two-way V4, featuring this groundbreaking use of technology with fresh foam. It's called Fuel Cell, creating this combination that we love of rebound and cushioning. Fresh Foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort your entire game from start to finish. The upper construction features this lightweight textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Have you ever had someone do something that caused you to rethink everything that you thought about them and everything that you thought you knew about them? Like, there are decisions, I think, that you can make. And I was talking about this with a friend the other night. Like, there's decisions I think you can make that are so egregious and make so little rational sense that it shakes other people's belief in your decision-making capabilities. Like, I see things and I'm like, you did that? Oh, well, I mean, that makes so little sense that very clearly a wire is loose or there is some sort of flaw in your pattern of thinking that now, moving forward, I have to put inside of my brain and how I think about what you're doing and saying. Nico Harrison and the Mavericks just signed Kemba Walker as their, I don't even know, like as a point guard? I am shooketh, honestly. And I have questions. I like Nico Harrison a lot. I've met him a few times. Been around athletes for 20 years with Nike. We've talked about that. We've talked about that a lot. But there are now questions that must be answered. This doesn't make any fucking sense. There is. I've, has, has anybody seen Kemba Walker anytime? Kemba Walker, last time I saw him, he was infuriating Tom Thibodeau with his, I think he had the worst defensive rating in the entire NBA. This just defies logic, this move. It's caused me to now turn the laser beam on. You know what I mean? Like someone's been flying under the radar, flying under the radar, and then something happens and you're like, all hands on deck. Every We need to bring all the books out in and we need to start l- l- pouring over every page because I don't trust you anymore. 
It's like turning a spotlight on a room that has had bad lighting. And then you're like, oh, my God, like this place looks like shit. Oh, my God, there's dirt everywhere. Is that a cockroach? But for whatever reason, nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about what's going on with the Mavericks. Nobody, except for like Reddit Mavericks, like that's a whole other thing, right? But no national media is discussing this. So I think we need to do a deep dive into the Mavericks. A team that I've been keeping my eye on. And last season, as you guys know, they made it all the way to the Western Conference Finals. Surprised everyone, pretty much. A lot of steam heading into this offseason. But then a lot of, just to kind of play catch up for people who might not be paying attention all the way, like then a couple interesting things happened. First, Jalen Brunson did not come back. He signed with the Knicks. Even though Mark Cuban told the world that the Mavs could pay Jalen Brunson more than anyone. And that Jalen Brunson wanted to come back. Which turned out to be false. Jalen Brunson did not want to come back. And they could not pay Jalen Brunson more than anyone because they didn't. And that turns out to be probably a bigger loss than anyone could ever have anticipated. It may have sunk this team to levels that we are just yet starting to see. Brunson was awesome. We know that when Luka was out with the ankle injury, he gave him a secondary scoring option. He could drive in the lane. He could kick. He was a really good decision maker. He could play good defense. And then when he bolted to the Knicks after basically begging the Mavericks to pay him properly, underpay me, please. Underpay me. Just give me $14 million a year. That's all I ask. Do it now, please. And they were like, nope. So after that move, I thought, I don't know, maybe they'd get Colin Sexton. Maybe they get Tyus Jones, another primary scorer like Malik Monk who can fill it up from three, who can drive, he can kick. He's like a little microwave. I don't know. Or maybe they would just get somebody steady, a veteran role player like Mike Conley. But when they didn't do a goddamn thing, I was like, oh, no. Spencer Dinwiddie. That's, this can't be the plan, can it? Spencer Dinwiddie can't be the plan. He is not that, you're not that guy, pal. Like, you're not. So then they did another thing. They went out, surprised everyone else, by adding another concern. Center, forward. Grab Christian Wood from the Rockets, right underneath the Rockets' nose. Savvy move. I was like, okay, that's a nice upgrade. We'll see what they do. We'll see, all right, they'll make this move. They'll find another guard. They'll fix some things. They were supposed to get Dragic, friend of Luka's from the Slovenian team. Then he came out, was like, came out that he was going to be a mascot. He was not going to play any minutes. He was just going to be Luca's friend on the team. And, and Dragic was like, no, I'm not, I'm not just somebody's fucking cheerleader. Are you serious? So he bolts. He goes to Chicago. He's getting 20 minutes a night, by the way, Chicago. 18 minutes per game or something like that. And so then, then they did get a guard, like right when the season started. Facundo Campazzo. From Denver. No shade to Campazzo. He gave the Blazers some good some good minutes when he was with Denver. Like, he put some buckets up on our head. He played 20 minutes for the Nuggets. But, like, come on. He was a former teammate of Luca's as well. This is like a friend of Luca's show. And great glue guy. So, I don't know. Maybe it was like a, we appeased Luca for not signing Dragic. Okay, well, that's something. They didn't do it. They didn't do a lot of things, but at least... You did something. And then Nico Harrison came out and said he was very happy with the way that the roster was constructed. 
And I said to myself, that's something that's alarming. Uh, either that's a lie or that's alarming. And then Christian Wood comes out and puts up 25, 25, and 23 in the first three games. And I'm like, oh, okay, Nico Harrison. Okay. I see what you're doing. You're going to acclimate Christian Wood into the team, play him off the bench, acclimate him into a scoring starting player role. Okay, so the secondary score is not going to be a guard. Secondary score is going to be a big man. All right, got it. Luka can throw lobs to him. He can create on his own. He can shoot threes. Great, great, great. And that lasted about two weeks. Two weeks before the chatter got kind of loud within Mavs world. There was a starting center who is, I think, one of the worst in the league, JaVale McGee. He's not played well. And if I didn't have friends who I know train JaVale McGee, you're probably listening to this podcast, I would say something mean, but I'm not going to. I will not say JaVale McGee is playing like booty cheeks. I will not say it. And when Dwight Powell then gets the start over JaVale McGee, when McGill, McGee proved that he was had, doesn't have his legs yet or he's not conditioned yet or whatever Nico Harrison says is going on, they wondered what was going on. Hey, when are we going to see Christian Wood start? We got Dwight Powell, we got JaVale McGee, we got all these bums. And crickets from Jason Kidd. Then the losses continue to mount up. Triple doubles now become the norm for Luka in L's, big L's. And then, all right, what do we do? Then you see some drama. Christian Wood comes in in the third quarter. They lose that game. Luka's like, I like that starting starting group coming in the third quarter. I like Christian Wood. Jason Kidd says that's when we lost the game. Christian Wood's the reason we lost the game. That that was like it's because of his defense. The lineups that he in or, or the lineups and the times that he is in are pivotal moments when the Mavs fall apart. So that I started playing a little unsolved mysteries. What's going on here? Deep dive style. What is what is happening? And I went down a rabbit hole. I ended up with four major questions that I think are in desperate need of answers. First, is there a secret society inside of Dallas? I'm dead serious, run by Jason Kidd. Is there a cabal, shall I say, a cabal ran by Jason Kidd that is secretly blackballing Christian Wood? Because I cannot figure out for the life of me why he's being treated this way in Dallas. A radio station just the other day, after the Mavericks barely beat the Warriors, which is just a shame. Like, they should be smashing the Warriors right now. But it came down to the final second. So they asked him after that win. Asked Nico Harrison, what is it going to take for Nico, for Christian Wood to start games and or close out games? His response was, you know, starting games doesn't really matter. Being a starter doesn't matter at all. It's really just all a matter of how many minutes you play. And then in terms of, like, closing out games, it all really just has to do with who's playing well that particular night. So maybe just Christian's not playing well that particular night, and so he's not closing. Oh, my God, is that not bullshit? Okay. All right. Okay, Nico. To stay with you, let's just bring Luke off the bench. How about that? What do you think about that? If it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many times people are starting. or Let's just bring Luke off the bench. We'll give him 35 minutes. And I started thinking about this about a month ago when my Twitter timeline had a 
sort of chatter about this cabal, a shadowy organization led by Jason Kidd that has decided to deep six Christian Wood for what reason, I don't know. But for an example, Jason Kidd decided to take a shot at Christian Wood after blowing a 16-point lead to the Thunder. And he said that the only reason that they lost, only reason, is that Christian Wood couldn't play defense. Kidd went out of his way to say, I left Christian Wood in the game, and you see, see, this is what happens when I leave him in the game. That's why he can't be in the game in pivotal moments. He singled him out directly for the poor play that the team had when he was on the floor. And that's why he's on a milk carton. And there was another game earlier this year. I think I even talked about it. Christian Wood scored 16 consecutive points to end the third quarter and to start the fourth quarter against the Suns. Gets benched, never returns to the game in a game where the Mavs blew a 22-point lead to the Suns and lost. I think that might have been game one. He didn't play the final six minutes, and the lead was just evaporating. So it's not like he had Jason Kidd's trust and then lost it. I think that was game one of the NBA season. Things have started to get kind of weird a month ago, and they haven't changed since. And then they asked in the post-game presser what it was like watching them piss away a lead from the bench. Christian Wood says this, I'm just happy to be a part of this team. Yeah, it's just a trust thing. I have to build trust with this team. I'm on a new team. Once I do that, I think we'll be good. I don't think they're going to be good. I don't. And, like, maybe Christian Wood's not the best defender. That's true. He's not. He's had defensive liability, reputation stuff for his entire career. But, like, have you seen these guys that are supposed to be putting up buckets next to Luka? Have you seen them? Like Dwight Powell? Who? Who? Who's going to do that? Reggie Bullock? Who? This shit is weird. It is super weird. Like, do-do-do-do. Like, that kind of weird. And basically what Jason Kidd has said out loud is, like, I don't trust Christian Wood enough on defense to close out games. I don't trust him enough to start games. And you know what? People on Twitter... Fans are getting tired of this shit. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When the Mavs have Luka, Wood, and Green on the floor, they have the best net rating in the NBA. Yes. With those playing together and then 97.6 rating defensively with those three. That is absurd. Let me get you the full stat in terms of offense ratings and defense ratings when they're three on the floor. They have a... 127.1 offensive rating when it's Luka, Christian Wood, and Josh Green. 97.6 defensive rating and a 29.5 net rating when they're on the floor. That is the best offensive and defensive and net rating with any of their 79 three-man combos that have played 20 minutes or more. What is happening in Dallas? Insert those. What is happening in Dallas? Leads me into my second question. Who's actually running this team? 
who is running the Mavs? Is it Nico Harrison? Because if it's Nico Harrison and he's getting Kemba Walker, he can't be there. Like, you're, you should sell shoes, you know? And I don't think it's him anymore. I think it might be Mark Cuban. Last year, there was a bunch of think pieces that came out about the dumpster fire in Dallas. You had uh, Donnie Nelson Jr. getting fired, and then an, an, another analytics executive, Haralbos Volgaris, he got forced out. They comp- and then Volgaris compared the franchise's dysfunction to a high school drama. Jason Kidd's first year, as we know, he likes water parks, so kind of like a water park or a roller coaster, uh, a lot of dysfunction was buried because winning cures everything, right? And the Mavs get hot. But that was last year, and it's clear that maybe Nico doesn't have as much control over things as we thought, right? Things went well last year. And if Cuban still doesn't trust you, and he's got his fingers in the pie, that's a problem. Cuban even admitted this. He said, I micromanage you until I trust you. I don't want Mark Cuban micromanaging Dick. Not a thing. He's terrible. If he's still calling the shots, how much power does Nico Harrison really have? How much agency over the roster does Jason Kidd even have? He clearly has power over who plays and who doesn't, but does he have say over personnel decisions? Is the reason that he's blackballing Christian Wood because he never really wanted him there in the first place and got forced Christian Wood on him? Third question. Probably the thing that most people refuse to talk about the most. This roster is dog shit. They are horrible. This is a horrible roster. Barring a trade, I don't think it just gets better. It is basically Luka and a bunch of role players. That's what they said last year, but they had Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson can put up 30 any single night. He's putting up 30 for the Knicks. They, If you didn't think Luka had help last year with Jalen Brunson... What do you think he has now? There is no second option. I'm sorry, Spencer. You're, you're not that. You're not Jalen Brunson. You're a guy that can give you 30 on one night and then like two for the next four games combined and then like you sit out with a sore thumb for the next six games. Like that's you. You are unreliable as a scoring option. That This team misses Brunson. But even Brunson liked the tweet stating how important he was as a second option last year in Dallas where they were like, oh, yeah, remember when you guys said Jalen Brunson, that, that Luka didn't have any help? And it just showed Jalen Brunson's stats. Yeah, Jalen Brunson balling now, and Jalen Brunson liked that tweet. Yeah. I mean, remember, Nico and Cuban thought that Campazzo was a reliable replacement to Jalen Brunson. And then when that didn't work, they – and immediately, he never got any playing time. I think he played like four minutes a game. Like So that was never going to be a thing. Now he's got Kemba Walker. Do we actually think Kemba Walker is going to get any minutes? If you don't like Christian Wood's defense, let me introduce you to Kemba Walker, the washed Kemba Walker. It's just, it's just bad. It's just bad. The team is currently 29th in assists per game, 21.2 per game. And assist percentage. They are a terrible three-point shooting team. They rank 19th in the league, shooting 34.4%. Luke is a part of that too, by the way. He's only shooting 31% from three right now. Combined with the fact that they don't shoot free throws well, also Luke is a big part of that as well, 26th in the league, shooting 72.7%. Like, this team can't buy a fucking bucket. None. They need somebody to help them 
I don't know, make it a good decision. Shoot. Find someone who's open. We talked about Christian Wood, but when you break down how their center play has been without Christian Wood, JaVale McGee started the first couple of weeks of the season. He was so bad. In 51 minutes, he played with Luka. He was allowing 50 points in the paint per 36. That was the worst in the NBA. Then he gets benched for Dwight Powell, who started for center at center ever since. The Mavs are 5-8 and eight when Powell starts. He's averaging 5-3 and three in 17 minutes. He's probably one of the worst starting players in the NBA right now. No shade to Dwight Powell. Nice guy. He's a glue guy. He's a hustler. Great locker room person. But, like, in an eight-game stretch where the Mavs went 3-5, and five, he was in net negative 12. Christian Wood, plus 12. This is so bad. This roster stinks. McGee and Powell have been terrible. This team is 30th right now in rebounds per game with 38. Milwaukee is number one with 49 per game. They're also 29th in blocks, meaning they have no rim protection. The center center and point guard. I don't know. That's pretty important to have, right? Like, I don't know. Just Maybe that's just me. Their only consistent play out of the position has been from Christian Wood. He doesn't even play more than 25 minutes a game. Keep in mind, Dallas is plus 8.7 points per 100 possession when Luka plays with Christian Wood and negative .2 when Luka plays without Christian Wood. Are these stats available to Jason Kidd? Like, does he know these things? Is it just me? Did I just only get access to this? Someone tell him. The Mavs, like I said, with Luka, Christian Wood, and Josh Green, have the highest net rating of all their three-man combos. The secret cabal is real, folks. But you have a roster full of role players and glue guys. Let's talk about them. JaVale McGee, Tim Hardaway, Reggie Bullock, Compazzo at one point, Maxi Kleba, Davis Bertans, Frank Nilakina, Like, some of these guys wouldn't even sniff a roster on good teams. Like, do you think Maxi Kleba is getting time for anyone? He's a good player. He has some good moments. He'd probably, probably play on the Lakers. All good role players. All good guys. All very limited. Like, a lot of spot-up shooting, no one can put the, put the ball on the ground at all. This is probably the least talented roster of any potential playoff team in the NBA. Like, where is that secondary score when Luka's having an off night? Where is the big man like Draymond Green who can read and react, making the right play, forcing defenders into making a decision so that they can drive and kick? They do not exist. They do not exist. When you have Luka and glue guys, loss. That is horrible. He could put up 50 every night and it wouldn't even matter. Fourth and finally, pretty much the final point that I will make is that this team obviously can't survive with just Luka. Luka has one of the highest usage rates in the NBA. His usage rate is 37.9, which is in the 99th percentile. Playing like the most amount of minutes of anyone in the NBA right now. We're talking about like Steve Nash running KD into the ground type of minutes. He's playing more than 38 minutes per game. Like I said, leads the NBA. Not a recipe for success with the guy who's like kind of always been out of shape, kind of always had some soft tissue is- injury issues, right? Has hurt his ankle, didn't even play the first two games of the playoffs. Like, what is – you can't do this. This is not – do you feel 
what I'm feeling here, this is something is wrong. You guys are failing Luca. How is this happening? You can't have this kind of imbalance, putting this much pressure on one guy's shoulders and expect this team to win games and expect him to stay healthy if you even get into the playoffs. All of these questions and no answers, honestly. I don't know him. I don't know him. And you know who won't give me him? Nico Harrison. He did a 15-minute interview. They were asked real questions. He was asked them, hey, what's it going to take for Christian Wood to start? What's it going to take for Christian Wood to close? Hey, do you think Jason Kidd's playing mind games? And, like, he didn't say a damn thing in that 15 minutes. The only thing I got from him is, yeah, shit got fixed last year, so I'm excited it's going to get fixed this year. What? That was his greatest piece of excitement of this year. They asked him, what are you most excited about, about this team? And he said, well, we were in this exact same spot last year, 10-9, and and we turned it around. So I'm excited that we're going to turn it around this year. The thing you're most excited about hasn't even happened yet? We don't even know if it will happen? You're not even talking about Luka putting up a triple-double? That's not what you're excited about? This is coming from a guy who signed Kemba Walker. You don't have any slack left in your rope. We need accountability. Forgive me if I'm skeptical of a guy who thought Composa was the answer, who said he was happy with the roster when he got rid of Jalen Brunson and brought in no one. Bringing in Composo and Kemba to replace Jalen Brunson is like replacing like a dope-ass Triumph motorcycle with a lime scooter you found on the side of a fucking sidewalk and you don't even know if it's got a battery in it or if it's just been left there. And then when that didn't work, you just went and got like an e-bike that you can rent per minute. Like Kemba's the kind of thing you rent per minute because you don't know how long it's going to really give you. (laughs) Nico's interview generated the following nuggets. I'm really excited we didn't start well out. We didn't start out well last year either, and we found a way to th- turn things around. I'm still waiting for Javale to be Javale. I'm excited. I didn't think Wood would be as much of a scorer as he is. Well, he was asked, "Are you aware of the frustration from fans about where Christian Wood is at the end of the game?" His response: "Who ends the game is just who's playing best." When asked why isn't Christian Wood starting games? doesn't matter who starts games. And on Kemba, Kemba can make shots at a high level. That's the reason we're bringing him in. Campazzo is great, but he is not the shot maker that Kemba is. This is a bad interview. As for the Mavs, can this roster be fixed? I don't know. 500 basketball. If that happens, will Jason Kidd be fired? Is he on a short leash? Is Mark Cuban already feeling the same things we're feeling? Will Cuban ever trust anyone to run this organization? Who's next on the Secret Cabal's list of players blackballed from Jason Kidd's list? So many questions. And I'm sorry, Mavericks fans. I don't think you're going to get any solutions anytime soon. 